and we're live here on Facebook. Uh, welcome to all those listening in podcast land and also watching on YouTube. Welcome to Balls and Six, the podcast for Sunday, July 13th, 2021. Rich, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. And also, hello to anybody that's listening to us you know, out in podcast land as well. I'm not sure if, uh, I said that. if you mentioned those folks. You did? I did. Okay. Facebook Live, Podcast Land, and YouTube. Yeah. Catch us wherever you need to, however you want to consume us, catch us that way. We we love to have that stuff going on. Um, Man, uh, busy weekend for both of us. Uh, Yeah. You guys had a garage sale. We um, We had family in town and went up to to Mankato, uh, Minnesota, to visit... And a baby dedication this yeah, week. And to, a baby dedication today. To visit some family, so... Um, yeah. So, I don't know if it's going to be a super long show, uh, but let's let's start talking about that. Uh, we, we're we starting off with some speed today, Rich. Because we're going to... We sure We're going to instantly head into the NASCAR corner... Uh, and then um, a couple of our we, and then I'll let you give the other the topic between that and uh, we're going to talk NHL later as well. Yeah, so we're going to talk some baseball. The Cubs are playing really well right now, but they there's still a lot of long ways to go. Yeah, to, uh, we're not even halfway through the season. Not yet. Yeah, long lot of good teams that they got to go through before they hit the All Star break. Which kind of leads into our topic of will they be buyers or sellers? Yeah, that's a good. That's going to be a good discussion point. Um, what else and, do we got? Uh, was, you know, we'll be also be wrapping up, giving you how the NBA playoffs are going. We're probably haven't watched any of those games, but we'll tell you how the series are going. Yep. And uh, kind of recapping what happened with the Belmont Stakes, and also maybe a correction. Yeah, we're from not last week's show. Yeah. I mean, it's technically a correction, but we got it wrong, as did everybody else, apparently. But first, That's Rich, right. you know what it's time for? Is it time to roll the out the intro? The intro, not the outro. The intro. intro. Yeah, they're the same. Broadcasting <laughs> live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, folks. Um, man, uh, as we do every week, we need to, we have to get into the poll question before we do anything. Yes. So, Rich, yes, how'd that poll question do? Where did you vote? Talladega Knights? Happy Gilmore. That is the question. The people want to know. It was a know. tough decision, Mike. I, I wish that somehow the matchups would have fallen where these two movies didn't square off in the quarterfinals, but they did. Yeah. And um, I went with Talladega Nights. You know, that's a good one. Um, I think I voted Happy Gilmore. You did, along with five other people, and only two other folks joined me with Talladega Nights. So Happy Gilmore will be moving on to the semifinals and because they are the lower seeded movie they will face off against our number one overall seed feel the dreams so why did you go with i mean i went with talladega knights yeah i love good 
Rich, you know I love Talladega Nights, and every night I clip my daughter into uh, her smart bed. You know what I say? Slingshot engaged. Exactly. Slingshot engaged. So I do that every night, but the price is wrong, Bobby. Well, they use another word, but we 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 keep it family friendly around here between <laughs> yeah for our show. But what for me, they're both good comedy movies and ones that I can probably put in and watch at any time. But so it came down to me of which one had the more memorable quotes that you can remember. And for me, that's Talladega Nights. I, you know, and I'm not. I like to think of yeah. I like to think of my Jesus as a insert one of the many jokes on there. <laughs> I like my, I like um, to picture my Jesus wearing a tuxedo T-shirt because he says I'm serious, but I'm here to party. Yes, I want to go fast. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah, I mean, we're what 15 um, years. We're 15 years past the after the show ran and we still have people I mean we we have commercial brand new commercials coming out with the cast yeah I I get it I don't blame you um exactly and I'm gonna come at you like a spider monkey I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew shut up chip (laughs) that's right but Talladega Nights Falls so we'll see Adam Sandler going an Adam Sandler sports movie I mean that there's I mean there's I mean, some good ones from Happy Gilmore too. I eat crap like you for breakfast. You eat, eat crap, crap for breakfast? breakfast? <laughs> no. Shooter McGavin. I mean Shooter's having a comeback. I mean yeah. it's this movie both movies have been having a resurgence with some randomness uh in the last year or so. So it's like it's hard to say either one is a bad pick. No, not at all. I would have rather seen Talladega Nights move on, but it didn't, and that's okay. Yeah. So our first semifinal matchup, and this poll's going to go live at uh, 5 o'clock, probably when we get off air or very close to it. Okay. It's going to see number three, Rocky Four, go up against the number four seed, Remember the Titans. That's going to be a matchup. Yes. Wow. Very much like two inspirational inspirational stories one being true life one being fictionalized yeah yeah i man uh i know which one i'm gonna vote for Uh, you're not gonna be happy with me by the end of it but you know we'll see how it all all we'll see how it all falls out after we get off air we'll make sure and share those posts um on our regular show page as well as on our personal pages so every so you can make sure to find that. And uh, if you're not already, make sure to follow fans of Balls and Sticks so you can be notified when those polls go live, uh, as well as so you have a way to vote on those polls once we get them posted. Yep. Hey, Rich, do you see what's coming ahead? Is it a left turn? Yes, it is. Do you know what's after that? Another left? It is, because we're back to a trial in the for the all-star race for the nascar corner presented by triple i sports cards incorporated no paid sponsorship but they're great check them out in east moline illinois uh for all your sports memorabilia needs once again this is the nascar corner oh helps if i do this (laughs) 
got our seats on the back straight away today, Mike. Yeah, apparently. All right. So, Mike, uh, why don't you go ahead and pull up the Fantasy NASCAR shout-out? Yeah, we have, we have some Mart. big news from the Save Mart uh, race last week in Sonoma. Rich, for the first time all season, you are not in first. Guess what, Rich? You're also not in second. Rich took third place for a race for the first time all season. Solomon Dupo24 took the lead with 204, or didn't take the lead, but won last week's race with 204 points. Tony won. Tony narrowly beat you out by a 11 point margin with 159 you came in at 148 and as always I'm making sure nobody feels left out with 103 yeah I I chose to uh, conserve my uses last week to where I think with the way I constructed my lineup if the guy had 6 or fewer races left I chose not to use them in Sonoma even if they were a good road course racer. Hey, I don't blame you for it, but it means you you gave up quite a bit of points on that one. It's okay. You gotta let somebody. You gotta let ever. You gotta let somebody else win. Um. Overall, though, you're still well within the lead. Again, this is the first time you lost a. You didn't win a race, but you know what they say, Rich. If you're not first, you're last. I didn't say or it. Or I'm second to last. I didn't say it. Ricky Bobby <laughs> said it. Okay. Um, but that does narrow the margin. Uh, Rich, you do have a 235-point uh, lead over Solomon. Or over Tony, uh, who has a 100-point lead over Solomon, who has a 400-point lead over me. But you could make up a lot of good points coming back into the second half because you have been conserving your drivers a lot. Oh yeah. To where you have a lot of good uses that you could you could put out there at the end of the regular season. I do. I do. Just make sure to use those uses. Yep. That's... Because even if you don't use them, you can't. You're not going to get them back next year. Hundred percent. Um. So. Uh, you know, overall, from what I understand, it was a good race. I did not get to see last week's race at all, which is fine. Uh, probably won't get to see this week's race at the Texas Motor Speedway. No points actually matter for this. And so, uh, it is the all-star race. The format, Rich, you and I discussed it beforehand. I don't think we told either one of us understands it enough. We're not going to, it's, yeah, they, they shuffle the, the, who's in what position multiple times and it's weird so it just watch the race if you want to know how it goes yeah they're gonna do some random draws they're gonna do um inverted the starting the order i don't it doesn't matter to understand we're not even gonna try to explain it nope we are gonna just say watch it on fs1 today starting i think it started already right yeah, I think the All-Star Open, I think, is at 5, and then the actual, for the people that didn't qualify, meet the criteria for this All-Star race or didn't get voted in, K-1 
can race their way into the all-star race. And I think that one actually starts at eight o'clock, seven or eight o'clock, I think. Okay. In the central time zone. Okay. I, I don't know, but, um, oh, well. so check that out so, on FS1 today. Uh, but Rich, we are changing our format. How are we doing it? Mm-hmm. And who are you picking? All right. So because there are no points being gained by the drivers, and since with this race, you either win it or you get, it's either an all or nothing race for the drivers. Either you get $1 million, you get nothing, no points. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to do an all or nothing race as well. If our driver pick gets the win, we'll pick up two points on our standings between the two of us. If they don't win, we get nothing. We okay. get nothing, and we pick up our season series uh, with the Ally 400 from Nashville in the NASCAR second half. So with a 10-8 lead, Mike, I'm going to go with Joey Lugano tonight. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have a 10. He, I have 10. He has oh. 8. I he... said you had a 10-8 lead, Mike. Yeah, it, okay. I thought it sounded like you said with a 10-8 lead. No, no, no. I, I said you. Okay. I said you have a ten to sure. eight lead. It's okay. true. Okay. Um, which you know that's only because you've won two. You won two races recently, and you're on an upswing. Uh, I am. Uh, so you picked Joey Logano. The only way that it works is if you win or nothing. So I'm yep. gonna pick Chase Elliott. Them Chevy. I, I like the Chase Elliott. Them Chevys have been hot and. Uh, we're at a mile and a half track. Look for Chase Elliott to do good. Um, yeah, yeah. I chose Lugano. I mean, with this format of having to having random draws and maybe even having to start from the rear to work your way back up, that almost is a formula for Kyle Busch, as he doesn't care what other drivers think of him. He's just going for that win, especially with a million dollars on the line. Yep. But I think Joey Logano is that way too. I mean, blocking your own teammate in the Daytona 500, causing a wreck to where causing your team, the team Penske to come together as a group to say, Hey, this is our strategy. Try not to do this again. Try not to do this again. That's so that's why I went with Logano. Um, we did forget to recap the save mark 350 on the NASCAR. Oh, side, yeah. So how our points did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I picked up my eighth point. Yep. Because my pick of Kyle Busch came in fifth last week. Kenny Hamlin still had a good start. Still had a good finish. He finished eighth in uh, Sonoma. But uh, it was Kyle Larson who led a big chunk of that. A big chunk of that race, uh, drinking out of drinking out of big wine goblet at the end of the race, though. Yeah, um, yeah. Did Kyle Busch finally break that curse of the balls and sticks to podcast? It sounds like he did. Finally, we'll have to see. Finished within the top five. Yeah, uh, we'll have to see if I pick him again. What happens? Anything so that, else? Be the true sign. for the Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated NASCAR Corner, Rich. Um, I don't think so. I was I was reading maybe one other story. I think oh. of uh, Jeff Gordon, yeah, maybe stepping away from the Fox Sports booth to have a more active role with Hendrick Motorsports. So where... I don't know if you know this, but um, Mr. Hendricks himself has stated that uh, when he finally decides to retire and or passes away, whichever comes first, um, Lord let it not be him passing away, but. Uh, that the, he's turning the reins over to Jeff Gordon. 
So that's what I read. That's the way I read it as well. So it is. It is a planned thing that has been in the works for a while. So not surprising that he's deciding to take a little bit more serious role because he's going to have to do that at some point soon. So yeah. So maybe watch for that as a developing story, and uh, as this will be Fox's last race. Uh, for the 21 season as next week the sket the broadcasting crew will fall over will move over to NBC and NBC Sports for which, the rest of the year which means juniors back yeah Dale Jr and a bunch of other guys I think I've always felt like their booth was too crowded yeah they had too many voices on their on their NASCAR coverage yep I can understand during that. the race yeah um, okay, and let's let them cars go back around the track for the Triple yeah. I Sports Cards Incorporated NASCAR Corner. Okay, uh, making left turns continues as we head into baseball. Rich, the Cubs this week played great uh, against some tough opponents, coming away with a Five and two show to show record. Are you buying what they're playing? So far, Mike, I am. I, I really am. Did you get any tickets to go to Wrigley? No. Are you gonna try? I don't think so. Okay. That's fine. You're two hours, two and a half hours away. I'm five hours, or I'm like nine hours away. So, you know. Um. Okay. So they're uh, they're thirty seven and twenty seven overall. We did include la- yes last night's win since we did not have do our show on Saturday. Yep. They are currently tied for first in the division with the Brewers. Yeah. So uh, next week they're going to give uh, Sunday night baseball against the Cardinals tonight. Yep. They're going to go to the New York Mets. They're are we going to be blacked out for that like we are for every other? I'm sorry, I should. MLB needs yeah, to change their blackout rules. I don't know if, if you have if you have cable, if you have a cable provider, a satellite or a cable provider, you won't be blacked out. But but yes, we will be blacked out since we can't go on ESPN Plus and click the play button to show the game. Yeah, I uh, dear ESPN, you want people to be involved in. Inter- or interested in your sport, allow them to watch their home team at their home any time, any game they play, whenever they want. Sincerely, every fan of baseball ever. Yes, and then they get to uh, face uh, face the Marlins for one game at home, and then they have show to show. And then they have, yeah, we talked about the Mets, the four against the Mets. Yeah, we did. Okay. Going out to Queens for the first time. Yeah. Going out to the East Coast. No, no, yeah. they, they went out, um, they went down to Atlanta, so they have faced an Eastern team yeah. on the road this year. Ooh. Okay. Um, so, we're going to, we, we, we have two different questions to split this up into, Rich. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to ask you. Do you think the team itself will be buyers and sellers? Separate that from your thoughts on whether they, whether you think they should be buyers or sellers. Two different questions. 
So, will they be buyers or will they be sellers come the trade deadline? I think that they will be buyers. Okay. If they can get through to having either having the division lead or being within maybe two games of it by the All-Star break. I can buy that. Because the Mets are currently in first place and they have to play them this week. Yep. And then to end out the month, they got to face the Dodgers and the Brewers before their schedule kind of lightens up going into the All-Star break facing the Reds, the Phillies, and then they get the Cardinals again before they hit the All-Star break. So if they can come out of that stretch having the division lead, I think that's going to be a good signal to the front office and make it a little easier for Jeb, the Jeb, and hopefully the ownership group to say, all right, this team's got something going on. Let, let's keep the core together and let's add to it. Let's, let's get that starting pitcher, maybe a backup catcher that can be the difference maker for this team. Yeah, no, I, I can totally agree. Um, I actually think they're going to be buyers uh, mostly because Jeb Hoyer says they're going to be buyers. And he's the one controlling it, isn't he? I'd like to think so. Okay. I think think if he says they're going to be buyers, I think they're going to be buyers. Now, do you think they should be buyers? Or do you think it's time to to get as much as you can for Rizzo, for Bryant, for Contreras, for Baez, Hap? Any of those guys? We already know Hayward's going nowhere. He'll probably... He's going to rot out the rest of that contract and do nothing for us, but that's okay. Unless the front office wants to pay him to play for somebody else. Yeah. Which I don't see them making. Maybe in the last year of that contract, but not this year. Nope. So... Yeah, I'd like to think that the only situation that that would see them fly that white flag is maybe if Milwaukee gets the player that they were gunning for maybe acquires that Max Serger the one big the big name difference making pitcher or if they're a little further behind at the all-star break then they should be maybe in that four to five game range or basically if they're in the position that the Cardinals are in right now to where they've hit a rough patch between injuries and the schedule not I'm playing tough teams when they're also struggling with injuries to where, what, the Cardinals are now five games below, five games back in the division? Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah. If they're in the position that the Cardinals are in right now, then then that's when you might need to make the tough decision and take the hit from a PR standpoint and and wave the white flag and say, let's get something for these guys rather than just a compliment a uh, compensary pick when they walk for free, walk from free agency. Yeah, I man, it's going to be it's rough. Um I think they I think they need to do something better, but um how about the story that Anthony Rizzo said that it's going to be the Cubs organization and not the players if uh the core does not come back. What was that again, Mike? Uh, Anthony Rizzo uh, said in an interview this week. Oh, my! Sorry, my chair. Okay, uh, Anthony Rizzo said in a in an interview this week that uh, if the Cubs do not get the core back, 
It's going to be because of the Cubs organization and have very little to do with the players' desire to play there. Thoughts? I could see that. I mean, that's it was the Cubs organization that kind of drove the trade to let go of you, Darvish. Yep. For kind of pennies on the dollar and trade him away for lottery tickets on low-end players that are, I think, probably in low A maybe or maybe high A right now instead of getting guys that were more major league ready. So I could totally see that being the reason. Um, but I do like that the, at least the players understand that, you know what, that if we want to stay together and keep this team together right now, we need to play winning baseball. And that's yeah. kind of like the attitude to have is like, yep. let's make this decision hard for the front office. Yeah. Whether they go for it or whether they trade us away. Um, it, man, it also makes you wonder um, how much of this is the guys playing for David Ross? Like, is David yeah. Ross this good of a motivator? He's doing something right. You got. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm, I'm. I don't agree. I'm just saying, is that what's what's happening here? Or is it more than that? I don't know. I mean, the the kind of the, the almost the the thought that keeps going through my head is that they're taking the attitude of from the plot line of major of the first major league of you know what the front office isn't going to spend money to to improve this roster and they might not have they could have gone into the season saying you know what i hope they lose enough that we can wave this white flag and trade off everybody for the top of the matter so if you want to if you want to stay together and and compete for a playoff spot you need the win yep um so before as we continue looking at baseball um the cubs are outperforming what everybody thought they were going to do this year correct I fully agree with that. I, they are okay. totally, totally how about outperforming a, them. How about a team, and and it's I only bring it up because they are the exact opposite, and they are in the basement, and everybody thought they were going to be a great team last year and this year, the Minnesota Twins. What are your thoughts on them? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if they just brought back the wrong players. I think I'm done picking them to roster? do anything. This is, is it the fact of the, so too many disappointing playoff departures in the first round at the hand of the Yankees that it's finally hit them? Or yep. they brought back the wrong or the, those veteran players that have always performed for them year in and year out, guys like Nelson Cruz and the youngsters that they thought would be cornerstones of that of that team going forward have just not performed. And are they going to be able to be sellers this year? Like, are they truly going to be able to be sellers or are they going to just be stuck with what they have? Just a thought. I'd almost think that they could be stuck with what they have because the guys that, that you would normally look at as, uh, he's a good veteran pitcher who's playing well, but we're not playing well as a team. Or they don't have those hitters that are performing up to, the nor- up to their normal standards that they could market to other contending teams. I don't think they have that combination of players on that team. Yeah. Um, 
Man, it's it's gonna be rough. Uh, I just pr- I bring that up because of our fandom up here who are Minnesota Twins fans. Uh, we feel bad for you. We've had plenty of years that look like this as Cubs fans. Uh, hopefully, you guys can turn it around by the All Star break. You, you got the talent on paper. Uh, any other baseball news that you want to bring up before we head into our quick hits and kind of maybe end the show a little early today? Yeah. Um, what do you think are the... Um, who are the big... too early to maybe start speculating about who they should acquire. Yeah. Because I think there's still too many teams that could turn it around by, July, by the time July 31st rolls around. We are so early but, in the season... It is too early to say who is going to be an actual seller and who's going to be an actual buyer. Right now, the the way the Cubs are playing, I think they're buyers. But if you would have asked me in April, I probably would have said, sell the whole dang team down the river. Well, yeah, but what about, how about that Cubs bullpen? <sighs> Did you, you... Who saw that coming? Who saw this... Are they cur- still currently sub sub one? I think they are. You got Craig Krimbrell has an ERA of like zero point six eight. Who is this Where guy? This guy two years ago. Who is this Where guy is that's this a guy closer? That all of a sudden is playing as if uh, his life depends on it. I don't Andrew get it. Chafin, yeah, Andrew Chafin coming out of nowhere and being not just a cult hero, but a great pitcher out of the bullpen. And yeah, and truly a rally, truly a cult hero, by the way. Yeah, Ryan Tapera doing really well. Dan Whistler finally performing like the guy we thought we signed two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yep. sorry. How many of these guys are on? How many of these guys are on contracts? One year contracts. Good chunk of them. Like half of the youngsters. Here's the thing. If they keep playing like this and they don't make deals and they don't end up keeping the core together, how many of these guys, how many of these guys are going to be Cubs next year? Look at the entirety of our, of our bullpen, of our starters, of our normal everyday starting lineup. We have half, if not three quarters of our team on some sort of one year contract, right? Or yeah, their contract is done. Beginning of the year, like, this team was almost built so they could wave the white flag and trade off the people that were doing well for them to the highest bidder. And it it almost backfired on them. I mean, it, it is backfiring. At the beginning of the year. It is backfiring. Because, honestly, here's the thing, Rich. What's going to happen if they're playing, if they continue to play this well through to the All-Star break? To the trade deadline. Let's say, let's get it all the way to the trade deadline. A month and a half, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, they're playing this well come the next month and a half. If they sell, they look like idiots. Right? Yeah. So then they got to buy. Well, who who are you willing to use to buy stuff with? Yeah, so let's say you don't do any of that, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's say you just hold steady. Because you've been proven that you're 10 games over 500 right now. 
And if you continue to play like this, you're gonna you're just you're heading in a trajectory that's gonna have you twenty to thirty games over five hundred. I mean, well, maybe you maybe you Darvis was right when he said when he got his first game against the Cubs and he said, "Look at this, they don't need me." I mean, if they do all of that stuff, let's say they do all of that stuff, right? You can't sell. You, I mean, you can't really sell any of these pieces off as as a seller, as a buyer. Um, you can do that, but a lot of it's going to, I mean, you got to figure out where you're going to put these, put anything you get, right? So you're looking mm-hmm. at maybe starting pitching? Yeah, kind of your, at least one starting pitcher, so you can yeah cut somebody to somebody to call an actual ace. Yeah, I said it. None of our starting pitchers I would consider as an ace right now. You fight me on that, Rich. Fight me on it. No, I'm not. Cousin R- Kyle right. is a great is a good pitcher, but he's not a great pitcher. He is. I, I would be more comfortable with him starting game two. He game one. he last year. He was a game one pitcher. Two years ago, he was a game one pitcher. Right now, I don't see a game one pitcher on our rotation at all. Which means you don't have a game three, maybe four, whatever, whichever. If you're going to do a three man rotation, you don't have a you don't have a four. And your number two is truly a number three. I mean, I guess with the way the bullpen's been playing, and if you do crazy things like the starter and the and long release and just do a a pennant game or a, a bullpen game that's kind of been where my mind's been going with this team is why not play raise baseball so use the strength of your pitching staff which is that bullpen right now and just ask whoever you're going to ask to start the game that day go two times through the order i don't care if that if you I don't care if that's three innings or if that's six innings. Yeah. Get me two times through the lineup, and whether we're losing the game or whether we're winning the game, that's when we're going to start the carousel of bullpen guys coming in to get outs. Yeah, that works in the playoffs, but it doesn't work in the in the 95-degree heat every day in and day but out. If they can get to the playoffs, they could easily employ that strategy if they choose not to give up, not to mortgage the future to supplement this year's unexpected playoff team. Yeah, I I totally agree. I totally agree. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. I hmm, I'm scared for them, but I think they I think they'll do all right. Okay, Rich, are we done with baseball? So I guess one I guess oh. one more. So if they choose to stand pat or add a guy to mortgage a little bit of the future, yeah, and they fall flat in the playoffs again, whether that's losing in the first round to a wild card team or they lose in the division round where they don't make it to the world series, let alone win the world series. Yeah. Are you going to be upset with the front office for trying to make one more run with the core to where 22 you're seeing bias? How many, how many guys do we get next year? How many guys do we get back? That's the question. Like that's the, that's the what billion dollar question. I think you could say right now. If you only get one of those guys back, your um, choice of which one it is, but if you only see one of those guys back with the team, would you be disappointed if the front office chose to go for it and make one more run? If that means giving up some of the top prospects that could have been supplemented the the next Cubs core. 
Um, Would you be upset with them? So you're saying the $210 million question, right? Yeah. That's the, the salary cap for anybody wondering. Um would I be upset if they mortgaged, if they didn't do anything to gain future help by keeping the core together this year and trying to do something in the playoffs and then lose out in the, are we in the first round or are we in the pre-first round? Let, let's say that we win the division okay. because the guy that we acquire is was like the missing piece. Let's say okay. that's Max Sergio. Okay. Let's say maybe we make another Jose Quintana type deal to where we give up some of our top prospects to get a guy that can help us now. Okay. So we get through and we only make it to so we win the division Let's that means we we're in the division that. round. That's the first technical round of the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. we lose in the divisional round. Yeah, we lose in the, if we lose in the first round to the wild card went to the team that How bad do we lose? <laughs> How bad do we lose? It's a five game series. Let's say we go hmm, Let's say it's a 3-1. Yeah, I'm more upset. Okay. You make it to the NLCS. Maybe lose in five or six games. It five, so you're you're, we'll say six games. Okay. Um, I'm frustrated, but I'm not upset. Okay. And obviously, if they can make it to the World Series, win or lose. I'm happy. Not upset at all. Yeah. 100%. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, now, the problem is if they only get one guy back, if they can get two guys back, that changes the whole course of it. If they can somehow finagle all three guys, do I want them to do that? That's the real question. Rich, do you want them to bring back everybody? Money is no object. You have Bill Gates-type money. Pre-divorce, not post-divorce, by the way. You have Bill Gates-type money. You own the Chicago Cubs. Your name is Rich Ricketts. Yeah. That's a ter- your parents were terrible for naming you Rich Ricketts. That's a that's a hard <laughs> that's a hard life that you're gonna live. But you're a bajillionaire, so you know, whatever. Who cares at that point, right? Um you own the the Chicago Cubs. You somehow figure out how to keep all three guys, right? Okay. Are you bringing all three back if it's your choice? Money's not an object, and I don't care about the luxury tax. You don't. You don't care about no luxury tax. You wipe your butt with luxury tax. <laughs> Choked you up on that one, didn't I? Yeah, I, I still think. Do you want all three of those guys back? That's the tough one. Because, because they. What have they proven to you since 2016? They can put up good numbers if they're healthy, but there's still a lot of swing and miss. And I mean, I think it has to do with we need to change the 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 mindset in the locker room, and we need to go away from the swing and miss is acceptable and go back to 
you gotta you gotta do something. Prove something, young man. And let's play small ball, let's do what we can, let's be scrappy, and let's win games. And I still have yet to see anybody do that from the core, so I am a hundred percent not sure I want everybody back. But I want everybody back. Exactly. I'm almost the same way. You don't want to see it. I mean, if there was one move you could undo, it'd almost be that Jason Hayward contract. If you didn't, if maybe if you front-loaded that contract when you had all those young guys under club under club control to where his salary went down in the down in the later years when it's time to re-sign them, that's how I would have redone the Jason Hayward contract. Yeah. I think he was an essential member of that team, even if even when he wasn't hitting, providing that leadership, the behind-the-scenes intangibles, along with Ben Zobris. But that contract, man, oof, that's yeah. not looking pretty. And then yeah. the guy that gave him that contract's not even with the team anymore. Yep. Tough breaks. Okay. Pretty soon we could be paying a guy that's a Gold Glover. $22 million to be the fourth outfielder and the guy that might that comes in in the seventh or eighth inning as a defensive replacement. And has veteran <laughs> veteran mindset uh, in his in what he does. Like that's what you have. You have a guy that's a yep. that's a veteran and has that veteran mindset. That's you're paying him to be the second uh, the, the second the second Coach. manager. Yeah, the second manager. Yeah. By the way, you have four other guys on the team that are just as leadership capable and seem to take a bigger role in leadership in the team anyway. With Rizzo and Bryant and Baez and Contreras, Contreras Wilson Contreras all of those guys are leaders in the clubhouse and outside the clubhouse. More than what Jason Hayward looks like. Jason Hayward is is fine accepting a check and batting 256. He's not even hitting that right I, now. Okay, I was trying to be nice. I think he's down like well, I think he's below 200 right now. It, it's yet they're running him out there in the starting lineup every night. A lot of folks on the Twitter or that come up on my Twitter feed are almost saying, why, why are we giving him regular at-bats anymore? Is he below the Mendoza line? He's not. I, he's, I think, I think last night's game, I saw the stat come up on the TV that he was batting like a uh, 176. That's but The Mendoza line's 200. Yeah. He's probably not even batting his weight, I bet you. I uh, folks, sorry. I know this makes for great radio, television, whatever you're, however you're pr- consuming this. Um. Oh man, Rich. He's one seventy-two. Ah, just barely over his weight then, right? Uh, let me see if I can find where his weight is on here on this stat line. No, no, he is uh, 70 points under his weight. 
He's a 240. 6'5", 240. He's a good outfield, but do, do you, are, are you paying him $22 million to, to have this bad of offensive output? His on-base on percentage? What's that? 255. Acceptable, not acceptable. Unacceptable for $22 million and probably the highest paid player on the team. Yep, I agree. Okay. Oh, well, that, that's enough of that. <laughs> so, Mike, let, let's, go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and take a go into the quick hits. Uh, the NA, We have a Final Four in the NHL. Yes. And the semifinals started tonight, I think. Yep. Today. Um, Vegas, Vegas versus Montreal. Nights. Yep. And Tampa versus the New York Islanders. So, how did we do? And uh, are you still feeling confident? Okay. So, um, you you got the Lightning. We I got the Lightning right coming out of the Central. Your the Predators did not make it out. You know, out of the divisional round play. Neither of us got the East as I picked the Bruins. You picked the Penguins. And we. You got the West as your pick of the Golden Knights made it out of the West. The Avalanche did not. And neither of us got the North as the Maple Leafs lost in round number one to these Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Watch out for them Cana so, Canadians. And don't call yeah, them Canucks, so we, even though that means Canadian too, apparently. Yeah. So neither. So our preseason and pre-postseason Stanley Cup picks are out of it, Mike. Yeah. Well, so neither of us really follow hockey or watch hockey on a consistent basis up until they get to the final, get to the Stanley Cup finals. Who do you like out of that group, out of those group of four teams, Mike? Um, my second favorite team in the NHL. The Golden Knights. The Golden Knights. I looked kind of crazy when I said that one. I'm sorry. I was, I okay. creeped myself out. I caught myself in my corner of my eye. <laughs> Um, Montreal seems to be the hot team. They are. And it's almost been a team that would be and at least a Canadian and an original six team would get the Stanley Cup back. So I, I'm going to go with Montreal if, if I have to right. pick one of these four teams. Is this your playoff beard, Rich? No, no, I, I trimmed. Okay. Yes, I trimmed out earlier this morning. So here's the question. Cubs make the playoffs. Gonna uh -huh. grow? Are you going to grow a playoff beard? Yes, I will. Once they once they clinch their playoff spot, that's when I stop shaving. Let's do it. Okay, folks. Um, over NBA to the playoffs. NBA playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, no LeBron James, kind of like what we talked about uh, last week. Yep. Uh, the Suns currently have a 3-0 lead over the Nuggets. Do you think Denver has any chance of winning this series? 3-0 leads are hard to come by or come back from, but you know the the sport that has it happen the most? The NBA. I believe it's the NBA. I think they have a chance. I don't think it's a likelihood. Them sons look good. I, they do. They got a good mix. They got a veteran leader in CP3 and some youngsters that are just balling out right now. So I don't think that I, – I'll give, I'll give Denver winning one game. But I, th I don't think it's going to go. There's no way this is going to go seven games. The Nets lead the Bucks one or two games to one. Um, 
currently game four is being played. That that's close. Uh, do you think the Buck? Who do you think wins that one, Rich? Well, the, the injury bug is coming back to hit the Brooklyn Nets as James Harden has been out and now Kyrie, James Softin. James Softin, yeah. James, I'm too soft to play this game. Kevin Durant's gonna have to carry that team. Yeah. But I think he's. I I still stand by. I think the Nets can win it. Yeah, I, I think, think this. I think they can win it, but uh, I, you know what? I'm not sure. I like the Bucks. I think the Bucks are a great team. Um, I think they have. I mean, how do you, Giannis? Come on now. Yeah, he needs to do something. Um, so. Yeah, I you, I think I think the Bucks can can come back. Uh, it's gonna that's gonna be probably the best matchup right now. Um, then again, all of these matchups. I mean, the other the the next two matchups look pretty good, as w- we have the 76ers leading two games to one over the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Rich, who are you picking on that one? Um, I still like Philly in that series. You know, I'm gonna go with the Hawks on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script on that one. I'm gonna go with the Hawks, and then finally the Utah Jazz, the other hot team that is coming out of the in the playoffs, uh, and they've actually been a hot team all year. They've been mm-hmm. they've they been have. a dominant team all year, uh, quietly dominant, but dominant nonetheless. Um, lead. The Clippers, two games to one. Um, I, you know, I'm picking the Jazz in this one. I still like the Clippers in this one. I'm going to stand by my, my pick of the Clippers going all the way to the finals. If the if Kawhi Leonard wants to lead the Clippers to the finals, this is the year to do it with LeBron James not standing in his way. Yeah. I, that's, but it almost that, yeah. it almost seems two straight series going down two two zero. I mean, what does this team need to do? Does the head coach need to uh, coach this team to where with game one they need to play all their games like they're down two zero? Yeah, but you uh, not enough mentality. Like it seems like the NBA doesn't have the mentality to do that anymore. Back when back when we were kids and it was, you know. It was the Jordan era. You'd say, "Okay, we got to play all of these games like it's our, our last chance," and you could see the difference. Nowadays, it seems like guys, yeah, okay, we're down two no, two nil. Uh, we can't come back from this. We're fine. We'll we're down three nothing. We'll be fine. Well, if the if the Suns win tonight, where's the Nuggets going to be? Dipped. So yeah, I it, it I think part of the problem is that it's the it's very similar to um the the question about no hitters. These guys think it's cool to come back from 3-0. Well, not everybody's designed to do that and you can't just turn it on all the time. So um okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think this series could come down to who has home court. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Jazz. I still think the Jazz wins that series, and it's going to be great. And, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
right. Suns Jazz. Belmont Steaks. Belmont yeah, Steaks. Um, Belmont Steaks. Uh, essential quality was. Yeah. Here. Man, and uh, I. Like, how close was I? You like pregame last week? Rich and I were discussing it, and I'm like, I'm very tempted. I think I th- I like this essential quality. I think it's going to be a good horse to watch. You, yeah, but they burned me so bad in the in the Kentucky Derby. Didn't I say that, Rich? You did. I was right there. I'm like, I want to pick them so bad, but I can't. Let's go with Bourbonic, who ended up coming in fifth, and Hot Rod Charlie came in second. Rich, that means did yeah. you did you win the triple crown this year? Um, uh, I didn't get all three picks right, but between the two of us, I won more races out of the triple crown. Oh, I thought you picked all three. Year. I thought you picked all three better than no. I did. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. You got the you got the preakness. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Okay. Um, and then finally, Ben Zobrist isn't selling his ring. I guess not. Rich, you got to give me broke. some sources here. What's going on? Yeah, news broke on the Twitter that his agent is saying he's not going to sell his ring to where it even pictured the Zabenzo Briss showed a picture of him wearing his ring saying, I'm not going to sell this thing. Yeah. Never going to sell this thing. I, I wonder how they got, how the auction house got it, how the news broke about it. Um, I'm guessing uh, it's probably one of the it's it's not, it's player quality rings, not necessarily just an actual player ring. When I you, don't know, maybe uh, maybe Mister Zobris bought two rings. He could have. And he's selling the one that he accepted from the Ricketts and is keeping the extra one that he bought. That's player caliber. Yeah. Who knows? I, yeah. I really don't know at this point. The auction house has some ring. Yep. And it has Zobris's name on it. We gonna follow this story, Rich? I don't know. I think we, we should. Well. Yeah, it's a good we story well. for us to follow. That auction date's going to come up sooner or later, and they're gonna have to complain of who, who gave them this ring. Is it authenticated as his player issued ring that was yep. given to him at the ring ceremony? So it'll be something to watch. Yep. Okay, Rich. So people are watching us on YouTube right now, but. They want to drive in their car and not actually have to watch us. What should they do? Uh, they can go and search for our podcast wherever you find your regular podcast that you listen to. Maybe over on uh, Spotify. Spotify. Apple. Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Rich, I helped my, my, my wife's aunt and uncle were like, well, you, we know you have a podcast, but we don't know how to find it. And so I said, well, get on Apple Podcasts. And they searched on Apple Podcasts, and you know what they found? found us two handsome guys acting like they're in the batter's box uh, in tuxedos you know who that is that's these two if you check if you're looking for us look for that don't look for the pink one uh those girls have not released a, a podcast in some time um you're not gonna listen to us that's what happens um if you are listening to us on a podcast you want to participate uh you want to get a comment shout out no comment shout outs today by the way uh, but oh. you want to get a comment shout out jump over to facebook.com slash balls and sticks the podcast and you will find rich and i again in tuxedos acting like we're batting uh in a batter's box um it was a picture from my wedding we were both barefoot it was very uncomfortable on the on the rocks 
I apologize. Apparently, we were supposed to wear shoes. Nobody told me that part of it. <laughs> anyway, um, you will see Rich and I uh, at Balls and Sticks, the podcast. Or if you jump over to fans of Balls and Sticks, you can participate in our poll questions. Uh, we are not playing baseball. We're just looking tough in our tuxedos, looking all pretty and whatnot. Um, ladies, we're both taken. We're both married happily. So, sorry. But you can still listen to our podcast. Participate, vote, do all those things. Um, and um, any shout-outs before, we, uh, before I do the thing that I do at the end of the show? I don't think I have any shout-outs today. It was nice seeing the baby dedication this morning. Yeah. yeah. Of uh, baby Grace. I do actually have two shout-outs. Um, okay. And one of the, the both shout-outs involved the same person. Okay, go ahead. Um, this week was my mother and father-in-law's anniversary uh, on the 9th? Thursday. What day was Thursday? That would have been the 10th. Um, the 10th. Thursday the 10th was their anniversary. And then guess what Friday was? It was my mother-in-law's anniversary. Happy anniversary. Or her birthday. Birthday. Her birthday. birthday. So happy birthday, uh, Mama Teresa. And good job on, and happy anniversary on 32 years of marriage, Tony and Teresa. Uh, Hopefully, you know, Danielle and I are happy, as happy as you two are in your 32 years of marriage. Hopefully we are there when we get there. And, uh, yeah. All that, uh, and Rich, with that, you know what it's time for? Is it time to roll the outro, Mike? Yeah, it's time to roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. 